everybody and welcome to the show. You're listening to What's Wellness Podcast and I'm your host, Alia from Alia Yoga. All of the episodes for this podcast will pertain in various ways to your well-being and relationships with yourself, with one another, and with the planet. I love to talk about the individual and also universal principles of wellness. I share wellness journeys, stories, and practices that connect with physical, energetic, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. I'm not a doctor. I'm a yoga teacher, spin instructor, and former world-ranked professional tandem surfer. And I love to infuse yoga philosophy, breath awareness techniques, mindfulness, and an understanding of how different practices intertwine with your wellness experience, from meditation to physical movement, how you fuel your body, and also how you rest and recover. These principles all tie into the whole and relate to your well-being. Thank you very much for being here today. We'll get started right away with the wise words of the week. Today's wise words come from Albert Einstein. One of my favorite quotes, Albert Einstein said, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy, this is physics. These wise words by Albert Einstein are something that I try to live my life by. Matching my frequency, the energy that I emit with the reality that I wish to attract. And although he puts it in very simplified terms, this is something that takes focus and effort. So perhaps practicing in whatever technique you use, if it's meditation or prayer or mindfulness, matching your energy, your frequency with that which you wish to attract. If you want the warm words of the week brought back, I would love it for you to leave a review in the iTunes podcast platform. With your reviews, I will also donate money on your behalf to the Ram Machado Foundation. They really help to move this podcast forward and then I get to share your warm words of the week on air. If this is your first time tuning in to What's Wellness Podcast, welcome and thank you for finding me here. It's wonderful to be able to connect with you in this way. And if you've been tuning in and following along, I want to thank you so much for your ongoing support. I hope you're enjoying and learning something from these episodes as they are a labor of love with the intention to make a positive impact and to continue to be of service to the community. In addition, I love to be interactive with you, and if there are topics you want covered or questions you want answered, or perhaps if you have a wellness story or information that you'd like to share, I would love to hear from you. Please get in touch with me. My email is alia at aliayoga.com, spelled A-H-L-I-A. I love to share information from my years of teaching yoga and leading teacher trainings. I especially enjoy connecting yoga philosophy to everyday life and how we can implement some simple mindfulness practices and broaden our awareness for more wellness on all levels. 
Episode 20 was an overview of the eight limbs of yoga, and then I described in more detail the first limb, the yamas, which has five branches, so to speak. And today, I will hone in and talk about the second limb of yoga, the niyamas, with information on how this philosophy pertains to our daily lives in the present. The niyamas also have five branches, which I'll dive into in just a moment. But first, a quick break. Thanks again for being here today, and I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'll get started with the niyamas, which is the second limb of yoga. There are eight limbs of the traditional yogic path that encompass more than just the physical practice or the asanas, which are the postures done on your yoga mat. The niyamas are observances or applications for specific and personal conduct directed towards oneself, whereas the yamas, the first limb of yoga, are observances or applications for specific conduct directed towards others. I'll get started with the first niyama in Sanskrit. It's called saucha, and in English, saucha means purity and cleanliness. This is practiced in numerous ways, including a clean environment and living space, a clean body, your diet, hygiene, and appearance, clean mind, your thoughts, and clean company with whom you spend your time. An opportunity to contemplate or journal about how can you clean out your mind? How can you clean out with whom you spend time? And how can you clean your living space? Finally, how can you have more mindfulness to practice eating clean as well? Moving on to the second niyama called santosha in Sanskrit, and it means contentment. The practice of being present, infused with an attitude of gratitude, is the energy of santosha. Think about what brings you gratitude on a daily basis or even multiple times a day to stay grounded in santosha. Keep a gratitude journal and count your blessings. Accept and appreciate what blessings are present in your life in any given moment and realize happiness and contentment come from within. Something as simple as a roof over your head, food on your table, clothing on your back, and people in your life who care about you. These are all very important, albeit simple, reasons to feel contentment and to feel grateful. Santosha is one of my favorite concepts and philosophies in yoga and I explain it in such a way that reflects a metaphor for life. If you are hooked up to a heart rate monitor machine and you're alive, you see a line with peaks and valleys, you know, highs and lows from the beat and rate of your heart. However, if you have passed away while hooked up to this heart rate monitor, the line goes flat straight across the screen. 
To me, this is a reflection, a metaphor for life. Life is meant to have highs and lows, contrast for experience and perspective. If your life didn't have highs and lows, if it was a constant flat line, well, that's not really living, is it? A great reflection to journal on or contemplate, how can you express contentment for the highs and the lows in life? Do you get attached to high highs or to low lows, thinking that life will stay in that place forever? How can you have an attitude of acceptance, appreciation, and contentment as a way to contribute to your perspective for the contrasts you have experienced in life? And what can you learn from this shift in perspective? Moving on to the third niyama called tapas in Sanskrit. In English, tapas means discipline and heat. There is a process in transformation that often requires breakdown to break through. Through the flames of transformation, like a phoenix rising from its ashes, breaking habitual bad patterns, bad habits, and taking the necessary steps to move forward in the direction of good habits and patterns, even if there is discomfort involved, will benefit you in the long term. I used to avoid discomfort and shield away from obstacles and life challenges. During that phase in my life where I would consistently try to find the easiest road in the direction I was going created a lot of energy output with not a lot of evolution or personal growth. I started to lean into discomfort by focusing on it purposefully and allowing the sensation and even the frustration of a moment to be fully experienced. And then I breathe and this is the greatest tool or trick, the key for me that I've developed for leaning into discomfort and unlocking whatever growth is an opportunity for me to experience from here. Whether I'm driving meditating, conversing with someone and feeling upset, or in an uncomfortable situation, if I can pause to really feel the feelings that are coming up and then breathe into the sensation welling up in my body, after five or so long, slow, full, deep breaths, a shift takes place. The shift I experience is rarely a subsiding of discomfort and really more of an understanding and acceptance for it. An aspect of santosha incorporated into this practice of tapas. What happens next is typically a broadened awareness for why I was feeling triggered or frustrated or upset. This broadened awareness is the real purpose behind this practice for me because when we can broaden our awareness of ourselves, there is an opportunity to grow and to learn. 
learning and growing, evolving as an individual, these are so important to me. And I'm happy to experience some uncomfortable growing pains in order to reach the other side, which is a realization and personal development. I often find that communication here is very important and having the courage to communicate clearly and compassionately has been one of the biggest lessons I've learned from this practice. Another practice of tapas is connected with breath through ujjayi pranayama, breath of yoga or breath of victory, which creates internal heat in your body that helps to cultivate an inner focus for your yoga asana practice, the physical postures done on your yoga mat. By harnessing this style and technique of breath, you can heat and potentially heal your body from the inside out. So take a moment to journal or contemplate. How can you practice tapas, especially in ways that may challenge you or bring some short-term discomfort, but providing a long-term benefit through your own personal growth? Moving on to the fourth niyama or application of personal observances, we have svedyaya, which means self-study. Self-study is the process of becoming aware of the thoughts in your mind, an observer or a witness. It is also becoming aware of how your thoughts influence your actions. So often, individuals go into an autopilot as they move through life. We have our routines and day-to-day schedules, and there is little awareness sometimes to the small aspects of our thoughts and actions that help determine our perspectives and experiences in life. Svedyaya is a practice that takes some time and effort, of course, to observe and reflect on thoughts and behaviors in order to become more aware of what is real, what is necessary, and what is not. For some, studying texts and scriptures as well as inspirational practices are ways to incorporate svedyaya, self-study, as you incorporate these teachings or philosophies into your awareness and into your life. That practice is to become an observer of yourself and inevitably a witness with the understanding that You are not your thoughts, and you are not your actions. Be the awareness behind your thoughts and actions. And ask yourself before you speak, is it true? Is it kind? And is it necessary? A great journal prompt or thought to contemplate here is what areas of your life can you deepen your awareness into and learn more about what makes you, you? And what qualities or aspects of yourself have you shielded away from looking deeper at or perhaps are afraid to uncover and why? What can you do to peel back the layers to gain a deeper understanding of the inner workings of your mind that contribute to your actions and perspectives in life? 
The second limb of yoga, the niyamas, are observances that go beyond the external and are incorporated into who you are on a very internal and personal level, bringing us to the fifth and final niyama today called Ishvara Pranidhana, which means dedication and devotion to the divine. I brought up in episode 20 about the eight limbs of yoga that I'm a Christian person who comes from a Jewish family. And of course, I teach and practice yoga from both a philosophical and physiological standpoint. When I dedicate myself to the divine, I dedicate to Jesus. However, one aspect of my practice is that perhaps makes me unique is that I will not tell you to whom you should devote your energy or dedication to. I believe in Jesus, and if the same beliefs resonate with you, then we are together in that. However, I believe the universal principles of Jesus' teachings had more to do with loving and accepting one another despite our differences than creating more division because we may believe different things. So Ishvara Pranidhana practices would include devoting some time out of your day and your life to the life force energy that is higher and greater than yourself. The energy that is present in all of creation and connects you with everything in existence. Although each person is an individual and unique, everyone and everything is connected. Practice this by dedicating your practice to someone or something of inspiration to you or to that which brings you a sense of gratitude or to God and the gift that is the breath of life that you receive today. Be intentional with your devotion and connect your spirit with that of the divine. That which created you is also within you. Journal and reflect on how you are connected to all of creation. What a gift it is to be alive today. No matter what challenges, struggles, or hardships you may be going through at this time or have gone through in the past, to be alive today is a blessing and to take the next breath as a gift. Reflect on what attachments you can let go of when you simplify your mindset to focus on what is truly important and how you can make a positive impact on the planet by doing this inner work. Because it is no accident that you are here and alive at this time. And who you are makes a difference. A brief summary of the five niyamas, the second limb of yoga. Starting with saucha, meaning cleanliness in your thoughts, actions, and company. As well as for your body, how you feed yourself and take care. It is also the process of purification to let go of what or who is no longer needed in your life. Santosha, the second niyama, is the beautiful quality of contentment, letting what comes come and what goes go without getting attached to outcome and expectation, a realization that every experience contributes to your growth, even the most difficult challenges in life, and therefore there is at least a glimmer of a reason to be appreciative for the very stark contrasts in life. 
and now tapas is heat and discipline that one harnesses through focus and self-control. When you are able to stay committed to yourself in these practices and on this path, true transformation is possible. Bringing you to Svedyaya, meaning self-study, which is a deeper understanding of the inner workings for what makes you, you. You are not your body. You have a body. You are not your mind or your thoughts. You are the flickerless flame, the essence of your divine spirit, and can become a witness or an observer of your body, your thoughts, your actions, and reactions. Lastly, Ishvara Pranidana is the connection of yourself with the divine in whatever way that resonates for you. Taking the practice Practices and principles of the yamas and niyamas, the first and second limbs of yoga, and applying them to yourself and all of creation because we are all more alike than we realize. When we are told to love our neighbors as ourselves, that doesn't only mean the person across the street or next door to you. That's the person who is struggling and needs help. It's also the person that annoys you and drives you crazy. It's the people who we don't get to see or meet in other countries who don't have clean water and the people in war zones who are innocent and want safety for themselves and their families. What I'm trying to say here is we are all neighbors, brothers and sisters of the human race. And rather than letting our differences drive us further apart, can we learn how to come together and celebrate what makes us each unique? As you can tell, yoga philosophy tends to go deep and there is a lot more to uncover that can lead to personal transformation and a deeper understanding of yourself as well as connection to the planet and to one another. This is one of my favorite aspects of leading yoga teacher trainings to watch the transformation process unfold. It's always a joy and an honor to light the way for others on the path of self-discovery and a real incredible opportunity for me to share these insights with you here. Thank you so much for tuning in to What's Wellness podcast today. If you have any questions, comments, requests, concerns, or feedback. If you need support in any way, please get in touch with me. My email is alia at aliayoga.com, spelled A-H-L-I-A. If something stood out to you from today's episode, do me a huge favor, please take a screenshot, share it on your social media, tag at What's Wellness Podcast and at Alia Yoga on Instagram. I'll be sure to reshare. And if I can ask another huge favor, please subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and family, help to spread the word about what's wellness and leave a review in the iTunes podcast store to have money donated on your behalf to the Rob Machado Foundation and your warm words read on air. If you enjoy online yoga classes and home workouts as well as guided meditations, find Alia Yoga on YouTube. And for more about what I offer, go to aliayoga.com. 
One thing I'm grateful for is this community that is being created here. I don't know all of who is listening to these episodes unless you comment or reach out to me, which makes the process one of trust and faith that if I continue to do this work and take the time and effort to share this information, that the community will continue to grow, which is so exciting for me because I'm here to be of service and positively impact the lives of others. We may have never met, but I feel connected to you through this. And many of you I have met and we are in each other's lives and it fills me with so much joy and gratitude to have your support and be able to stay connected like this. So thank you all once again for tuning in today. I'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode for you. Have a wonderful rest of your day and week and be well. Thank you.